The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular, Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young. But had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. podcast you're about to hear is an account of the tragedy which befell two youths in particular brent Trahune and his invalid co-host gavin it is all the, it is all the more tragic that they were young but had they lived very very long lives they could have not expected nor would have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they did on that podcast episode for them <laughs> It was an idyllic summer afternoon podcast, which became a nightmare. The events of the day led to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Flashlight noise! Episode of <laughs> They're Coming to Get You. <laughs> I said flashlight noise, even though it's clearly like a camera flash. So I just messed that up. Like, what's a flashlight noise? Well, and I sprang. It's uh, also my one cat pretty much makes that noise. For, uh, <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, yeah. no, big, uh, big TCM fan. Your cat yeah. is. Well, welcome to the coming to get you. Thanks for the uh, positive feedback on all those other episodes and some of that negative feedback. You can stick it. <laughs> Listen, we need new haters. The old ones are starting to like us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, welcome to the podcast. My name is Brent Tohune. I'm joined by. Gavin Eddings, what's going on? Talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre today. One that I was excited to revisit because it's been a while since I watched it. And I've got the setting. Uh, I've set the, the scene here in my in my office uh, because I've got chicken bones and feathers, <laughs> uh, a skeleton from India because uh, it's cheaper to get it from India than to make your own. I have just turned on the heat in my house. We are recording this in the middle of June, but I just turned the heat on to get real sweaty, just real nasty. I'm also, I've hung some meat yeah, nearby meat. as well. So we're, so we're really getting that old chicken smell uh, uh, to really immerse you. I've got a lady tied up in the corner. <laughs> I've got grandpa sucking on my finger, you know, <laughs> as you do. Uh, so what is your, uh, what's your experience with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Gavin? I watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time. For a lot of movies, I can't remember the exact time and place when I watched them. Mm -hmm. This one I do. It was 2003, right before the remake came out. Me, my sister, my mom went up to one of our friend, like family friend's house. They lived on a farmhouse in the Ooh. middle of nowhere. They had like one video rental store nearby and we're like, let's rent the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We watched it on a VHS. And I remember, uh, and, and we all spent the night there. And 
watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a farmhouse was terrifying. Just any noise outside was like, oh, it's, shit, it's Leatherface. He's coming. Yeah. He's coming <laughs> You're like, that's just an old coyote making that noise. But I remember, so it has been honestly almost 20 years since I've watched this movie for, from beginning to end. Okay, that's a, that's a while. Yeah, it's been a while. And like you watch clips of it and like how it's an influential horror movie and things like that. But actually sitting down watching it from beginning to end. I've watched Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street a bunch since then. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I always forget about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's yeah, it's one of those where like you could be like a guy that wears a suit and goes to a nine to five corporate job, but you could still like Halloween. Yeah. But I feel like if some of the listeners might take this wrong if tcm <laughs> is your favorite movie it's also a dirtbags movie <laughs> oh like absolutely if, if some guy outside of a gas station drinking mountain dew and smoking a cigarette with a pantera shirt on was like man text chainsaw mask that's my favorite you'd be like i have no doubt that is your favorite movie you know Toby Hooper made a masterpiece, and I, he he can't be touched. He t- he he he's uh he's one of the best. But uh, yeah, it's but also I think you could just be a normal person and like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But it's also it is a little more extreme, maybe oh, even than The mm-hmm. Exorcist. Like The Exorcist is is kind of mainstream, you know. But honestly, I feel like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this original movie isn't as hardcore as the name suggests. It's actually very restrained when it comes to the violence and the gore. Well, and I want, you know, and I'll, we'll talk about the facts and, and stuff that I've kind of gathered and in, in the research, but I know Toby Hooper was like his initial hope was to have this be a PG rated movie. <laughs> like poltergeist that you could just like, like take the kids to see. Yeah. Be like, Oh, you know, and honestly, I don't. I, I think I think there's some swearing and stuff in it that is get that oh. bitch Leatherface, <laughs> get her, get her. <laughs> uh, but I think honestly, today it probably would just be like maybe a PG thirteen, maybe a PG. But there's no way it's gonna be a PG. Like no, absolutely not. Like PG is what they give like Toy Story now. Yeah, because like there's you don't there's no like hook going through the lady's back. But that's what's happening. Like they don't show it, but it's there. You know, like. Do you think um, this movie is more violent than Jaws? Um. Yeah. You think and, so? and the thing is, I don't. I think it's the. It's like with Halloween, where there's very little even blood. But if it's like they set it up, your brain goes there mm-hmm. because with Leatherface just running a chainsaw through the middle of Franklin, they don't necessarily <laughs> show that. But that's what's happening. But in and, Jaws, but again, Jaws but Jaws is not my movie. Maybe this season we'll watch it. I'm not sure yeah. yet. But uh, I'll, I'd, I'd have to. That had to be fresh on my mind. I only I only asked because Jaws was PG. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I didn't just bring up Jaws to, to bring up Jaws. Jaws yeah. was PG rated, and you watch a man get eaten by a shark. Yeah. And, and, and a dude and a child's leg float to the bottom of the of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, and you know, back then times were different. I think that there's like there was this wasn't going to be a PG rated movie back then, and definitely today, it's there's no way. Like, Absolutely not. No. But what was your experience with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Like, when do you remember the first time you watched it? I don't remember the year, but it's it was in the last 10 years because I always heard about this. And, it, you know, it's one of those that if you're a horror fan, you have to like 
see this at least once to say mm-hmm. that you've I, I I was in a comedy condo in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I down illegally, I might add, downloaded this movie illegally because I'm a bad boy. And if the if the feds are trying to get me, it's it, that's for comedy purposes. But uh, <laughs> I, I watched this on a, a laptop uh, in in Tulsa, as close as I could get to Texas, I guess. <laughs> what I love that sounds. Watching it in a co- comedy condo is more terrifying than watching it in a farmhouse that, that I watched it in. That's true. With just two other strangers. I don't I don't remember who was with me at the time, but uh I remember watching this and being like, this is shit. <laughs> this sucks so bad. Like it's such an assault on the senses, this movie. It's hot. The movie's hot. Whether you it's <laughs> Like, like as, there are very few mu- movies that could make you feel like as hot as this movie. Uh, it's <laughs> and not in the sexy way, not no. the sexy way, just like a sweaty, very wet, moist way. The movie stinks. The movie is hot and <laughs> it's loud. Even like you could have it on low. It's still loud. You know, <laughs> the things that happen in this movie. So I've watched this a bunch trying to make sense of why this is somebody's favorite movie and the th- it's really grown on me like mm-hmm. i don't hate this movie anymore but from the and it could it could have been a symptom of everybody's like this is a great movie then you watch it and it turns out it didn't live up to the expectations yeah. over you know however many years but yeah that was my first time watching it and i was like i don't get this at all <laughs> um and then watching it i probably seen it five or six, seven times. Uh, and I, I don't hate it. I like it. Um, and I think it's, well, we can talk about it later, but yeah, I like it. For me, what what still sticks with me is you and I, I think it's safe to say we're very indoor kids. Like, yeah. I don't want to go outside camping, but just seeing all these people outside walking through fields, sweating, like, mm-hmm. why would you even go to this shitty house to begin with? Yeah, well, like, the, this is, a, the sun is out in this movie a lot. It's Texas and like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if you would consider yourself a redhead, uh, but uh, I strawberry, am I, strawberry stra- blonde. Strawberry. You're, but you're a paler person, right? Yes, like absolutely. I'm definitely pale, and anytime, like I could just get the residuals of seeing somebody in the sun, and just I almost feel pain from it. You know, like I'm <laughs> like, just like, I need some SPF fifty watching this movie. Yeah, dude. Like it's just hot. Like it's. <laughs> It's not a pleasant from the jump movie. It's a weird way to describe the movie, but the movie is described as hot. It's just a very hot, sickly movie. You feel like you're hearing like cicadas the entire time. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Is that what cicadas sound like? It's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> you hear you're hearing the, the the cicadas, you're seeing like all the fucking high grass. Yeah, just, just the real tall grass, like mow it. It's just there's cows drooling everywhere and <laughs> just uh, I think meat, meat and hot. I, like, hot. I think the reason we don't like it is just because we're just indoor people. We're like, oh, this yeah. is so outside going on vacations and road trips in the and sun. It's, it's like hot meat, but it's not like, oh, fresh from the oven or the pot or the microwave. It's just like it's been sitting out meat. You know, <laughs> our, like, pa- our power went out three days ago. Everything's yeah. spoiled. Yeah, but we're still going to eat it. <laughs> you got to. Can't waste not, want not. Uh, but according to my research, uh, this movie came out October 11, 1974, written by uh, Kim Hinkle and Toby Hooper, directed by Toby Hooper. The uh, budget uh, from the stuff I've read, somewhere between 80000 and 140 
thousand dollars in the box office total i think till time of this recording is about uh, 30.9 million dollars so let's address one thing that people have a misconception about with this movie it is not based on a true story a lot of people it think- is it is <laughs> i knew a guy his face was leather yeah uh, it's not based on a true story and that's a misconception because with the crawl this movie does everything to make you think it's like a retelling or a true story yeah and like most people know it's just loosely based on the crimes of ed gein mm-hmm. from wisconsin with all the like bone the, sculptures and stuff like butcher that butcher of plainfield yeah so it's not a true story. Some a lot of people think like, oh, he Leatherface was real. Well, mm-hmm. kind of, but there was no actual Texas Chainsaw Massacre that this is based on. Yeah, and that, what a what an iconic killer you must be to have this movie, Psycho, and Silence uh, of the Lambs be like, based on you. Like your movies are iconic, Ed Gein. Like I've seen <laughs> some other horror movies with like serial killers. I watched that shitty Zac Efron movie about Ted Bundy. Oh, I like, like that one. It's like that's he's okay. so handsome. He's too and, handsome. And, he's... and Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> he's too handsome for the movie. But to inspire so many horror icons, like you know, you did some good killing. <laughs> yeah. And then made them into lampshades or a grave robber. Like, I guess that joke, he inspired that joke that every comedian does. Like, you're going to end up a lampshade in her apartment. That was Ed Gein at the (laughs) comedy at at the comedy castle up in Wisconsin. (laughs) Uh, And it's uh, the thing I think uh, I saw special about Ed Gein is like he would rob like a fresh grave, which is smart because you're not disturbing old soil. Yeah. So if they just buried them. You could dig them up that night, and who's to know? You're right. I'm just saying, if you're if you're (laughs) wanting to rob a grave, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm not saying I do that, but if I were to tomorrow, are you at midnight after this podcast? I told you to stop promoting your Skillshare of grave robbing during the podcast. All I'm saying, get a shovel. It's a good time to dig them up. Get it. Bring a spade. It's got to be. You want to really be able to break the ground <laughs> and then don't do what michael myers did don't don't take the tombstone it's too no, much dead weight. <laughs> if it's fresh it's not even going to be there gavin we all know you're, that you're right <laughs> it's a perfect time um the uh, well we uh, the opening uh, title was uh voiced by john larroquette uh and the, the it's a great marketing ploy to see based on a true story or yeah real story like that's that was you know and and more recent times, the Blair Witch. Like, uh, I just remember seeing the Blair Witch and my brother being like, okay, some of this movie's fake, but the black and white stuff, that's real. <laughs> Why'd you bring your brother up now? I'm sad. Thanks for bringing uh, him up. <laughs> but yeah, the Blair Witch Project did actually fool me. I was convinced that these people just got murdered and they released the footage in theaters. That's right. Yeah, it's only on pay-per-view. <laughs> nowadays, nowadays it would have been debunked on TikTok immediately. Be yeah. like, well, you can't if, if you see here, she was at the grocery store just last week. Yeah. So, so and then the- she'd have to run away while people tried to chase her down with a phone. And the her we're talking about is actually the Blair Witch was yes. at the <laughs> the Blair Witch, like, just leave me alone. I'm just trying to make my stick art. <laughs> Uh, she's at the craft fair trying to sell her wares. <laughs> but uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, uh, I it's good. Hot. Hot. Uh, we have some OG titles that they 
that they were going to go with. We have uh, Head Cheese. That was <laughs> one of the original titles. And it, that's like, a Green I, Bay Packers documentary. Yeah. Or if you don't wash yourself. <laughs> head Cheese. Um, and I, I had a, uh, an opportunity to try Head Cheese. And I, it just sounds gross. The name and how you make it, I passed up on eating head cheese. Isn't it like the cow brains or something? Or they, like... they scrape uh, as the hitchhiker. They scrape all the parts out. And my brother makes it real good. <laughs> um, and then the other OG title was Leatherface. And I could definitely see that being the title. But I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the appropriate title for this movie. Because it's not just about Leatherface. And really, he's... He's a part of the movie, but this this is an ensemble. It really is. It's like the arrested development of horror movies. Yeah. Really, everybody plays their part very well. And for a long time, I got the hitchhiker confused with Chop Top. I thought Chop Top was a continuation of the hitchhiker, but they are two separate people. I, be- I believe that yeah, I'd have to even look this up. But from what I know off the top of my top, my Chop Top uh, is that they're brothers yeah like twin brothers Mm -hmm. so that's probably why they look so similar and why i was like was bill mosley in the original he's not and also i i you can't convince me that the uh the hitchhiker in this movie is actually a dirty james franco (laughs) with a facial uh birthmark because every time i see this dude i'm like that just james franco and, and sweaty and all dirtied up that's just regular James Franco on the internet preying on women. That's true. That, that's hey, what he my, does. My, my brother makes head cheese real good. <laughs> you mean Dave Franco, the other yeah. actor? Dave yeah. Franco makes the best head cheese. I have heard that. <laughs> uh, and I th- also the the other thing I like about this movie is uh, short. We're yeah. in and out. It's eighty minutes, and for some reason the the last part of the movie I remember watching for the first time, and I felt like it went on for a lot longer than it did. It's the actually yelling? not that the, the yelling and yeah. the yelling. It just feels long because it is a nonstop woman screaming. Yeah. And it's just it's just 83 brawless minutes, Gavin. <laughs> just <laughs> just uh, the 70s were a good time. Just the, let them hang, baby. Let them hang. I watched this movie twice and prepped for this podcast. Once just regular watch, watch it through. But then I watched it another time with the. Uh, Actually, the first time I rewatched it with the commentary with Toby Hooper, Gunnar Hansen, who was uh, Leatherface, and then Dan uh, Pearl, who was the uh, director of photography. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll have some notes from that as well. Okay, but uh, I don't, I don't know where you want to go. Do you, you don't want to, you want to start with the kids, the uh, Scooby Doo gang, and the band. Yeah, I let, let let's start with the gang because I these characters were very likable. They were all super. Are you good sure, there. all of them were. Gavin, <laughs> <There> Sally. A- <laughs> I don't. I think they're all likable. I think that Franklin is a bit much. I think Franklin has <laughs> a, a mental a, a mental illness that nobody else has ever had because it's so indistinguished what it could be. Just when- annoying. It's <laughs> annoying. <laughs> He's just an annoying. And yeah, and uh, also you could be handicapped, and I'll or uh, I don't know what the term you would want to use now, but I don't I don't think he's an asshole because he's handicapped. I think he's just an asshole, Gavin. <laughs> and that's fair. And there were moments where I didn't mind him as much because I remember just hating him. It's yeah. not till about halfway through when he's just 
the worst. <laughs> just the absolute worst. At least the it's entire- like expecting a sister to push him through the woods and it's like the <laughs> base wheelchair, like push me. Well, I like, the way you shit. It. I like the way you describe it as base wheelchair. Like this is an RPG. <laughs> you're like, that's the fucking wheelchair you start out with. He's putting no points into it. He, he's not, he's not trying to grind and level up his wheelchair. <laughs> They're not like, even off-road tires yet. Like pushing a wheelchair is fine if you're in like a building with a regular floor, but they're just in the woods. Like there's also they don't even give him an actual ramp. It's just two planks he has to. I think back then that was it. Like (laughs) that was it. (laughs) Like well, there was no air conditioning in the van, so it's just like, uh, yeah. And I I love that he uh, is pissing in this uh, this, (laughs) in a jar and it's some kind of peanut jar, and then. I hope just spilled it all over himself as he rolled down the hill. It's a very weird opening to a movie where man in wheelchair pees in, pees in can, gets startled, rolls downhill. You ever tried to pee sitting down like that, like in a car? Yeah, I I have. It's very hard and you don't want to. Also, it's difficult. Wide brim on that uh, container. I guess. You gotta you gotta put it in the can to make sure that nothing else happens. Because otherwise, be, you just piss it on yourself. You gotta be point blank on that. You gotta really execute, or else you're gonna pee yeah. all over yourself. I like to pee in the can and then just pour it on myself. That's what I like to do, Gavin. <laughs> well, you know what? Brent Tier Hune loves piss plate. We all know this. I call it the TCM special. That's what I call it. <laughs> well, and even yeah. be- even before they uh, they or in the van, we open up in the cemetery with just the grossest, like, looks like melted face opening on a... But if you go to Brooklyn, it's just art. Like, that's all, like, <laughs> there's somebody in an, in an art installation right now, like, yeah, I this is my grandmother who I taxidermied to my grandfather, and yeah. the other faces are pretty melted, but you gotta really have a deep understanding to see what I'm doing. If you don't like it, it's because you're dumb, and you don't like <laughs> art. <laughs> Um. Yeah, they're they're pissing on the highway, and then pretty soon they they pick up the hitchhiker. First off, don't pick up a hitchhiker. There, I, I, there, there is no scenario where I pick up hitchhikers. Stephanie will pick up hitchhikers sometimes. She's like, I bet they're a single mother. I'm like, that's Arlene Warnos. Like, the, like <laughs> just leave them on the side of the road, and she'll do this to like people who aren't even asking for rides. She she met a guy one time outside like, like a pet food center who had like a a cat. And he's like, I'm just trying to get to the uh, truck stop so I can find a ride. And Stephanie's and Stephanie, my very sweet girl, was like, I'll take you. I was like, well, you're lucky you didn't get murdered. Like, this is yeah. an unsafe world we live in. You're way too trusting. I'm going to miss you when you go into a gutter with a clown. Like, yeah, I've I, never, uh, like, wanted to pick up a stranger. I, I don't sometimes not want to be in a car with somebody I know, Gavin. <laughs> so... But just seeing this hitchhiker on the side of the road, he is not the creme de la creme of not murderers. They roll. They're like, is that dirty James Franco? <laughs> like, get him in the car. We love his movies. Yeah. Uh, Pineapple Express. That's great. Uh, <laughs> he, he's, he climbs in and I, I don't know how you feel about the, uh, I think we get really see who Franklin is. We, we get to see who Sally is later, that aspect of her being essentially tortured. Uh, but I, I feel like the rest of the characters, we don't get to see a lot of them, but it's also, this is a quick movie. Yeah. Some of them are just, bam, dead, you know? We, not everybody's getting an arc in this bad boy. No. Like, 
I like that we've got Disco Stew driving, <laughs> <laughs> driving the car. Everybody calls him Disco Stew, but it, it's it's absolutely true. He I'm is, gonna roll you know, the window down so you're comfortable while Disco Stew does his <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Jerry is he's he's a total Jerry. He's driving the van and like just imagine all the shit going on behind him. He's like, hey, is that what's going on? And it's yeah. Jerry's fault they picked up this hitchhiker. Like, just keep driving. Yeah, dude. Yeah, this is all your fault. And then Franklin is like bonding with him and like, it's my knife. Let's talk about head cheese. And yeah. then he, immediately the red flags are there when the hitchhiker is like, oh, I got some photos of dead cows. And they're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, I, the, uh, the thing that makes me laugh about this movie uh, is like Franklin is just like, just to the guy's face is just like, I think we picked up Dracula. <laughs> he's sitting right there. <laughs> and, and then he's, he's talking about his family. He's like, I must be a whole family of Draculas. <laughs> You're, why are you insulting this dude to his face? You know, and you picked him up. You, you had no inclination to pick up the Dracula. Yeah, the Dracula. I do love the hitchhiker's hustle, though, where he's like, I'll take a picture of you and then tries to charge him two fucking dollars. Yeah, and, I love it. That is such a good move. And then when they don't want it, he proceeds to light it on fire like an early Snapchat. Like, <laughs> If you don't want it, I'm going to burn it. You don't want this dick pic? It's gone now. <laughs> Forget it. Um, and I'll, I, I don't know where it comes in the sequence of the scene, but uh, he's cutting himself. Yeah, just like, for no, he's like, let me see your knife. <laughs> yeah, just like, unprovoked, like, yeah, this is uh even before all the try. I, I think he I think he cuts himself, then takes the photo. And it's like <laughs> he's got the blood <laughs> running down his arm. <laughs> it's like this dude, I don't know what his game is, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, this is quite the performance. <laughs> he cuts himself, then takes our photo, then charges us two dollars. He's Which like is that, really a steal. He's like that guy. Like I was in Chicago one time and he handed me a copy of the onion. He just handed it to me and he goes, that'll be $5. <laughs> like he didn't tell me up front that it was like, it cost money. He just handed it to me. And then that was the trick of like, that'll be $5. Like he's that guy that like a, like a street performer that before you even know you owe this guy money. You're like, I'll, I just went $40,000 in debt, and all he did was play the bucket drums. Yeah, yeah, there was a three-card money, and I was in deep. <laughs> did, did you pay the guy $5? No, I was like, no, I'm good. Thank you, though. Like, it's like, <laughs> I thought you just handed me something. Uh, but that was the grift. And then, then he cuts Franklin's arm. Like, yeah, because he, well, I mean. There has to be consequences if you don't give him two dollars for the photo. Yeah, and they all and they shit on this dude's photo too. Like, that's not a very good photo. They like, no, it's a good one. It's a good hey, one. Yeah. My brother takes it real good. He, <laughs> he just he keeps saying that. And he cuts he cuts Franklin. And you know what sound uh, you hear when he cuts Franklin? What is it? <laughs> so then it takes them cutting Franklin. They they throw him out of the car. Finally, this movie has a weird obsession with people blowing raspberries. I don't know. If, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that I think that was, was like, just a thing back then. Of was that like calling somebody the c word back then? Is like <laughs> because there's a, next Tuesday. <laughs> there's a lot of raspberry blowing. Yeah, I just think that back then that was a thing that people did. It's like now nobody really whistles. Back then, back <laughs> in the day, people were whistling. 
<laughs> we got to bring back raspberries and whistling. Or what we talked about, Dawn of the Dead. Like the, you got to yeehaw. Like that was a that was a thing that people did back then. Different time back before all this cancel culture. Well, this the cinematography of this scene. I saw a painting uh, at uh, the the Living Dead weekend that I talked about last week or last episode, but. Uh, the cinematography when you watch this again of like it's a full sky and mm-hmm. then the van pulls up and the hitchhiker gets in but it's kind of all on the bottom of the screen i think mm-hmm. it's a great shot like this movie has some really like uh, at least best horror cinematography but you could probably throw it in with just movies in general of certain shots i'm like man you can't really knock anything that happened in this in this scene if it had come out today, it would have. It feels like it, it would have been produced by A twenty four because it's very artistic. And then the closest thing, uh, I don't want to give too much away. I, I actually, I'll save that 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 for later for our recommendations. And when I recommend it later, it'll make sense. Mm-hmm. But this has a lot of great cinematography. That shot where the one girl gets up from the swinging Swing. bench, and that's like one of the most iconic shots. And they actually didn't want to do that scene at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they're like because it wasn't on their sheet for the day and they're like no toby hooper's like no let's do it let's do it and it became like one of, one of the most famous shots in all of horror pam pam it's up from the uh yeah and um and the commentary i don't know if it was gunner hansen but i didn't think about this but you see like she's wearing that top where you can see her whole back mm-hmm. which is perfect foreshadowing for she's about to get this hook mm-hmm. like i never even saw it that way until he said that on the commentary I mean, Leatherface is definitely basing his kills on what you're wearing. Yeah. So if I uh, I'm wearing my Jinkos, we'll see what. <laughs> Probably he's going to skateboard with you. That's what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> Just with the chainsaw <laughs> on the half pipe. Nine hundred. And I do like the uh, the hitchhikers somehow like left his mark on the van, maybe to let the other family members know of here's this blood on the bar you know whether but he, but he doesn't show up till later so he's not like like texting them be like if you see a van with blood on it yeah I, I i don't think it's that deep but i like to think that and i like yeah. that he's kicking the metal van as it drops away. <laughs> okay i just think that was back in the day is like that's what you do is you just kick things and <laughs> somehow that really damages piece of metal then they end up going to a gas station where you meet the cook and they're like all out of gas and it's like, hmm, what are you selling? And like, you want some, you want some hot barbecue? You just want some. Yeah, it's already hot. Do you want to? Uh, I also like the guy that washes the van windows was uh, Texas Louis C.K. <laughs> just in a, in a redhead, just balding. And I'm like, this is no place for a ginger to be in this hot. <laughs> and then we don't see that guy again. We don't no. know what happens to him. I like to imagine he has no, no relation to the family. He just needed a job. Yeah, it's a it's a living. He could have been on the the Flintstones as just one of the the appliances. But he did a bad job washing the van because he left all that blood on it. Like he's washing (laughs) the grill and like the windshield. But it's like, hey, man, there's like (laughs) it's it's like Passover back here. Like, yeah, the mark. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, they're out of gas and they he tries to the cook just tries to discourage him from going to was it the grandpa's hat the old house or something that they yeah, go to the old grandpa house and once they get to the old grandpa house not worth the trip like just not anything like they spend very little time at this house 
and it's and it's pretty crappy. It's not a it's very good pr- house. Yeah, it would just be purely for nostalgia of here's where I used to play, but now it's just infested with a spider nest. You know, <laughs> there's a there. That's a really cool shot. I, I forgot about the daddy long leg. Mm. Yeah, and daddy with his long legs just <laughs> crawling out the wall. Uh, and then there's like uh, animal parts in there, and then this this is where Franklin Franklin really hits a stride, of, and that's probably a bad pun that I didn't mean to make. But, uh, <laughs> really, he's on a roll. He's yeah, he's got this this half eaten sausage in his mouth that he somehow turned into J Jonah Jameson <laughs> Spider Man. He's a menace. Yeah, come on, Franklin, it'll be fun, Franklin. Like you just. <laughs> And, uh, and apparently, you know, I think this is in all the commentaries and all the facts, but like he was Franklin, not camera rolling like this dude was a method actor and everybody hated him. Yeah. And he, he said that he became Franklin because he was afraid if he got out of character, he would lose Franklin. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think I don't, I don't think so. I think if you just think about the most annoying person you could think of, you'd be able to get him back. Just start. Uh, his mantra is raspberries. He just has to go back to blowing raspberries and he'll get he'll find the character i do feel kind of bad for franklin he's very annoying but i do feel bad because nobody nobody in this crew of scoobies tries to make his life any more fun or better they bring him along and then just let him know what a burden he is so i get it i i get where he can i think he's i think he sucks but i also think he's misunderstood I'm not trying to defend him because he is pretty annoying, but they just all go upstairs that he cannot get to. And he's just like, I guess I'm on the ground floor where everybody goes off to have sex in a watering hole. And well, you know, if they were trying to bang, he'd be right there being like, come on, Franklin, it'll be fun. Let's hold the camera, Franklin. <laughs> just eating the sauce Blowing the whole time. <laughs> really getting our ass. <laughs> You're saying he's misunderstood. So from what I'm hearing, you think Franklin is Leatherface's son. <laughs> is that a deep cut? Is that a real thing? Is that is that a fan? That's fiction? a real uh, fan theory. I just made up. No. Well, we we should spread it everywhere. <laughs> uh, so Franklin was Leatherface's son, and he couldn't he couldn't face the fact <laughs> that he was annoying. <laughs> So they look for the water and hole. Of course, it's it's been dried up, but they hear a generator, uh, and now they find this. They found the Sawyer house, and apparently, in that the uh, commentary, like that that house was right across the street from the Sawyer house. Mm-hmm. So they make it look like it's behind, but uh, yeah. So they find the uh, the Sawyer house and a bunch of uh, like a graveyard of cars. It's almost like they've done something bad to a lot of people. No, I don't know. I there's a there's only a couple deaths in this movie, but I feel like a lot of them are justified because yeah. Kirk and Pam just go with trespassing. Like yeah, all they these knock, all these deaths are because they're they you know you, they if you're in the Texas. water in Jaws, nobody would be like, oh, that shark's a dick, you know. <laughs> but Pam and Kirk knock on the door. They're like, well, let's get some of this gas from this mm-hmm. generator. Also, that's a weird thing. We're strangers. Can we have some gas? Um, I think back then that wasn't such a big deal. Back back when people were friendly. Yeah. You we can left just our leave doors your doors open. unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> they, they knock on the door and their door wasn't locked because the door just opens up on its own. They're like, okay, 
Let's and the listen. door was squeaky. It made a noise like. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got some WD-40 and it went. Nothing. Because yeah, yeah. it fixed it. It fixed it. Like my dad told me to. Okay. Just squirt a little WD-40 in there. But they, 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 then they just walk in. Like nobody opened the door. It wasn't like the door. But like, come in. Like I maybe I would like open the door and be like, hello. Is anybody in here? You know, like. But he's balls deep in this house he, yeah he walks in and he, he walks in pants sits outside on the porch but kirk like just wanders in like i'm gonna look at all this stuff and that's when we meet good old leatherface who pops out like a haunted house scares like, like a haunted house actor and grunts and hits him with a hammer just grunting like a pig like yeah <laughs> like <laughs> you're like what um this like that's a what a great kill it is it's a very simple effective kill the first one didn't get him so he has mm-hmm. to hit him again and just anytime like anytime a bludgeoning in includes a twitching yep. of like spasming that's what really takes it over the top for me that's when i want when i watch wrestling and somebody's so hurt that they start twitching i'm like maybe this isn't real they threw in that twitch maybe maybe they think. got hurt for real I would I would say this kill with like the the sliding door kill is in the top five of all kills in of horror. Yeah, just slamming the door, and you see the door slam really imitated in other Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Mm-hmm. Of course, the ending of Saw, uh, the game over. So the, the the sliding door has its place in horror and. For some reason, I I like I watched it with Stephanie and, and I warned her. I was like, there, there's a jump scare coming up. It's really not that big of a jump scare. There's He's no kinda... there's no uh, like tension. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah, there, there's no like building music and then like caca, like no loud yeah. noise. It's just a man showing up. You get a glimpse of him raising a hammer, hitting him in the face. And it's such a the, the ADR is just the sound effect is just like a. Like it's like it's a like a thud like yeah it just sounds real it just sounds rough like that man just got hit in the head with a hammer yeah twice uh, and and the selling of the twitch like I just think it's a great kill he's the rock of horror movie deaths just really selling <laughs> his ass off I also liked it before they even go in they found a tooth on the porch yeah and like he, Kirk is like just a like human tooth. And they think nothing of it. They're like, yeah, this is the thing that happens. Uh, they said that they found all these uh, parts. Uh, there was a veterinarian nearby that was throwing all the carcasses in a pile. So they just went through and picked out the teeth and bones. God, that's a weird job to have. Just in a hot, stinking. Ugh. Mm. Pam, um, Pam then kind of follows Kirk in again, just. If one person trespasses, like that doesn't give you the permission, like go in and search for the person who also trespassed. Like Kirk, she goes in, she trips over, I guess, the chicken room and is yeah, just like freaking bones, out. Bones, like human bones. Like th- it's also when you like you see how this house is like laid out and all the junk in it. And it turns into that meme of, uh, I, don't, I don't remember who's in the meme, but it just says, Bitch, you live like this? <laughs> you just know that it has like a stench of chicken poop and just that, that that hot probably pee. And there's like feathers everywhere and like bones. And it's just 
They're not hoarding, but that is a hoarding that were just feces. And that they don't show the feces, but you know it's there. You know, you know just under the surface of feathers, it's there. They yeah. give a great, great shot of like the bone bench, which <laughs> yeah, I got a bone bench. <laughs> got a bone bench. <laughs> and just her looking around, freaking out. It is the it's the hottest scene in the movie. Nana's like, it's so hot. It's just like, no, I think it is so hot. <laughs> it's so hot. Just watching a hot young single yeah. on the floor and some feathers near a, near a bone bench. I think that that's a Brazzers series actually is bone, bone bench. bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just gross. Like, and you're like, Oh, I can't believe like people live here. And when she runs away and gets caught by Leatherface, I was like, at least she's out of that room. She is yeah. getting she is getting hung on a hook, but at least she's out of that stinky, <laughs> sticky room. I uh, that's another. There's just there's very few kills in this movie, but like she almost gets away. Mm-hmm. She's out the door, but then like sh- there's nothing she can do. She's wrapped up in his arms. She's still kicking, and that that's a scary moment in this movie of like. You tried and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And this scene, her on the hook was actually on like the poster. And it's, it's which is the, a great movie poster, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I love those 70s movie posters. I love just something about the artwork on a white background mm-hmm. really pops. So many movie posters today are just photoshopped to hell and you don't really get the art. Like they used to have art departments that would mm-hmm. actually hand draw and like draw these posters. And Texas Needle Massacre is a great movie poster. You've got the girl on the hook. You got Leatherface there. You know what you're getting. It sells you on the movie with an image. Who and, will survive and what will be left of them? Yeah, like, great tagline. Great tagline. You don't, you don't really see a lot of taglines on movies anymore because no. they, they just assume you're going to see it. There's no tagline for Jurassic Park or Jurassic World Dominion because they just say, like, you 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 know what you're getting. It's dinosaurs yeah. again. That's but, the tagline is dinosaurs <laughs> again. <laughs> you like them? You're getting them again. It happened again. Can you believe it? <laughs> six times. I released the dinosaur six times. <laughs> Honey, we blew up the dinosaurs. <laughs> they, they put her on the hook and it's a scene where you think you see more than you actually do. It's that psycho where it's like, I saw the hook go into her. Mm-hmm. I saw it. And you're like, no, you don't. You see her back against it. And then you just see her dropped on it, but you don't see it go in. There's no huge blood spatter or mm-hmm. they don't make a, a meal of it behind her or anything. Uh, I mean, oddly, I'm, they made a meal out of her. But, uh... <laughs> but just her hanging there screaming, just any type of suspension or because some, some people do like that suspension art where they like suspend themselves with hooks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's your back. That's your yeah. back. Dave Navarro on Ink Master finale. And <laughs> <laughs> that is your back. It is going to bleed and not be great. Um, and but then you just feel it in, in your spine. You just feel it. Yes. Yeah, probably got under the rib cage. So it's just. Ugh. 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 And then Leatherface fires up that chainsaw and it's very tame. It's not mm-hmm. like what it would become in other movies. He, he's carving up Kirk, but it's not. It's not a lot. And that and that scene, that was a real chainsaw. And he just told the guy not to move. Gunnar Hansen was like, I'll just get it close to you. But that's, that's a real like wood chips hitting him in the face. Like, oh, that's not. I don't, yeah, that's a lot. Like, like we talked about in Dawn of the Dead. Like, that's when I'd be like, I don't think I trust. It's like the helicopter. It's yeah. like, I don't think I trust you with the chainsaw. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's just to watch your boyfriend get cut up by a chainsaw in front of you while you've been placed on a meat hook. Yeah, that's in. No bueno. Not a good time for anybody. No, bro, you are killing the vibes in here. <laughs> bro, you got to stop killing the vibes. And then we don't see Pam again for a little bit. And that's when everybody else kind of arrives at the house because they all like, well, where where did everybody go? Mm-hmm. And then they all trespass too. Yeah. Everybody trespassed it on the Sawyer house. Uh, and I don't know. I don't. Well, who else do we have left? We have Franklin, we have Sally, and then we have Kirk, right? Jerry. Jerry. This goes to and he he just gets it in the kitchen, right? Just with yeah, the hammer, he, another he, hammer. Yeah, because he opens up the freezer and sees Pam, and then Leatherface right. is like, No, that's for later. And like yeah. hits him with a hammer again. You're gonna spoil your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the Texas hammer massacre because he uses that hammer a lot. Just a blunt, just heavy, and then after he kills uh disco stew, then he's searching around the house like he this dude has no idea what's going on he thinks they're under assault yeah but like there are more people around here i love that leatherface he sees he's freaking out making hog noises and just he just goes to the front room and just opens the windows like it's too dark in here we need some yeah. sunlight in here it's look at the sun it's so and then he just like sits at the window and like freaks out and that's where we see like the leatherface teeth and like mm-hmm. a face on his face like <laughs> Uh, just and I and we'll talk about it later, but I think Gunnar Hansen was like in the script, it was written as gibberish, but then they also wrote, Here's what that means, here's <laughs> what you want you to convey. So he went to a pig farm and learned, like, watch the pigs and learn how to make pig noises, but then also he went to a mental institution to watch people because, in his mind, Leatherface is a mentally handicapped person that never learned how to talk. So he's watching real people to see how they move, to talk and react. I think he does a really good job. He does a lot with a little in yeah. this in, in this movie. Like you feel you 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 feel like he's the strongest of the brothers, but he's also mentally the weakest and is like bullied by the cook and the hitchhiker. Yeah. And you really see that they you use him as the heavy, as the muscle and have him chase people with chainsaws and shit. This, like, watching the cook later in the movie, which we'll get to, like, the cook is Mo from the Three Stooges. <laughs> and he just, like, Leatherface is Curly, and then the hitchhiker is uh, Larry. Larry, who will stand up for Leatherface or himself, but then Mo always gets the best out of everybody. Just like a with a broomstick. Instead of like hitting people in the eyes with his fingers, he's whacking them over the head with a broomstick. <laughs> so we got to talk about Franklin's demise because Sally yeah. and Franklin are left together. Like that is not only are your friends missing Sally, but you are stuck with Franklin. Uh, yeah. Just now. Uh, push me and she's like, I can't. Your your Sally. Your yeah. <laughs> your chair's too heavy. And he's like, Well, don't leave me here. And just I'm like, about give me the flashlight. To, like, <laughs> give me the flashlight. And then he just kind of flashlights through the woods like a car, just yeah. going. And like, then I feel, I feel like if I got to push this whole dude in a chair, I'm gonna go look and see where we're going to begin with. Like, chart your trail. Is, yeah, this is not a maybe. I need to know where we're going before we head out into the woods with with your chair. Yeah, that's just not a. 
not a yeah. good time for and anybody. And also, I'd be pulling you. I wouldn't be pushing you. Yeah, but she's like, she's doing everything wrong. Yeah. And then they're looking around, and there's that great shot. Like, I think I heard something, and he turns around and just leather face in the woods, sneaking up. Was it sneaking up with somebody with a chainsaw? Yeah, like eventually <laughs> they're gonna know he's there. And that's what's been one of the issues with the entire franchise is the chainsaw, while an effective and dope murder weapon, is not for stealth-based missions. But there are so many times where Leatherface will be hiding in the backseat of a car and Mm -hmm. then puts his chainsaw in quiet mode and just quietly turns it on. Like, and we we all have had power tools where it's like, this goddamn thing won't start. And it's like... (laughs) Every pull this dude hits that chainsaw, <laughs> Just no one, problems. He's got one of those nice, uh, he's got a nice chainsaw. Yeah, and like, so he, he, he like, uh, Franklin gets it, like, just a blade through the stomach, and and then he survives Sally, for a minute, because he's just, like, slashing him up, and Franklin drops his flashlight, mm-hmm. and it's just, that's when you know he's dead. And there's some blood spurt, there's, there's some blood spittle in this scene. Like not a lot, but it's again like again, I don't know how you would have thought this movie would be PG. Just okay, so he just cut him up, but there was no blood. <laughs> like it's heavily implied chainsaw violence. Yeah. Um, and then we get Sally running through the woods, which according to Gunnar Hansen, she was so slow that he had to like find things to do on the way to like run after like so he's cutting up trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. trying to get to her because apparently she was just so slow running through the woods. <laughs> this chasing goes on for a while and, and, it, and it goes nowhere. Yeah. Like, she, she at one point runs into to the, to the house where Ev just, just leave the door open at that point. And yeah. my favorite part of this entire movie, she runs into the house and then Leatherface cuts up his own door. Yeah. Cause like you gotta know where the key is. And I love this idea later they don't on. Don't give Leatherface the key. Yeah, you know, they don't trust him <laughs> with the key. What I my favorite thing is later is is, is the cook come home. He's like, look what you did to the door. Yeah. They're, you they know are, they if are, he was wearing a hat, he would have hit him over the head with his own hat. And they reference this door like, look what your brother did to the door. He messed it all up. Like, they are so mad about this door. And that is such like an older brother, sibling yeah. type thing. Like, why'd you do that to the door? Well, and you also got a room full of bones. Why do you <laughs> care about a door? <laughs> but Sally, Sally loves jumping through windows. I don't know if it gets her going, but she... <laughs> No hesitation. Go goes upstairs, meets grandpa, and is like, help me. And he's like, I thought this dude was dead the whole time. Like, I don't what person sees this dude and thinks this guy's alive. And if he is, (laughs) what's he gonna do? (laughs) He's gonna get up and be like, Oh, well, uh, let me get my gun, my dear. Let me suck on that finger. (laughs) (laughs) But then she jumps out a second story window, no hesitation, which I I get that. Yeah, I mean, uh, given the alternative, okay, you know. But then it's just back and forth. She runs to the gas station. The cook acts like he's going to help. He doesn't, makes her tie herself up, hits her with a broom, <laughs> as you do. Like, that's somehow just more insulting. Like, the guy who was washing the car earlier had to be watching, like, he's hitting him with a broom again. That's what yeah, he does. That's I could. I should have told you. Um, I do like the cook is like, there's like four lines I wrote down. Of like he's coming after with the bag and the broom, and he's like, nobody's gonna hurt you. And then he's like, I hope you're not too uncomfortable down there in the truck while jabbing her with the broom. 
and then he says, uh, he's like, I just can't, uh, I can't t- take no pleasure in killing. And then he says, no need to torture the poor girl. Like she's tied up. Her friends are dead. And you're like the guy that's like, oh, come on. Let's come not. On. But then jabbing her with a broomstick. <laughs> and then they, they do get reunited with the hitchhiker. And they just have that weird dinner scene where they're all just kind of. And she screams for 49 minutes of the runtime. Could be MVP of the movie, right? Like, yeah. And that scene is really uncomfortable because it's just like she's psychologically broken down mm-hmm. and just she screams for so long and then she realizes that she's probably going to die and then they bring they cut her finger and then grandpa comes over and starts sucking on them thingies well he he's the best to ever do it to kill and it, I I mean I guess I guess Franklin was right they are a bunch of Draculas <laughs> there's a whole family of Draculas <laughs> you're right grandpa is just sucking on the finger and it's such a it's, it's a very uncomfortable scene because the, the guy who played grandpa was only like in his 20s and they put a bunch of makeup on him. So you got 10 hours. Like, it took 10 hours to get that make. And I don't think it's that great of makeup. Like, it's not. It looks like a mask. Yeah. It looks like it's an old. You could have achieved that in five minutes. Have him put on a really bad mask. And, and you have him just got the mask from Goosebumps because it looks <laughs> about the same. Like, from the, the haunted mask. Yeah. It won't come off. Yeah. It won't come off. Carly Beth, no. <laughs> and he, he said, like, the, I think the dude was 18, again, 18 to 20, but this dude's young, and he's like, it was, like, so hot, he's like, I'm only putting this makeup on once. <laughs> so they ended up having a 27-hour just straight day of filming the, the dinner scene. So mm-hmm. by the end of it, they really were, like, their characters of crazy. <laughs> And then they, they're, they're going to kill Sally, but they want to let Grandpa do it. So he's, mm-hmm. he's got his uh, appetizer of sucking finger. And they're trying to, they bring out like the brain bashing bucket and he can't hold the hammer. Yeah. And it's it's weirdly funny. And then, but he does start landing some blows though. Like that still hurts. Like even if you have like yeah. a hammer dropped on you for, from a feeble old man, like that's still a hammer being dropped on you. Well, and, then, and then that scene, everybody's moving. The cook is in the background moving. Everybody's like, it's so it's such chaos because they're all at 10. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, you could, like, even if you don't think it's scary, you could say this is too much to have going on at once. Everybody's moving. Everybody's talking. It's loud. They're trying to get a job done. Grandpa can't hold a hammer. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's sensory overload. And... It's what makes this movie different than just regular regular slashers. I know that it would devolve into that over the years, but this movie isn't so much about blood and guts as it is psychologically traumatizing. Yeah, it's it's like, and even like it was so traumatizing, like that. So it took however many hours in like a hundred and something degree heat. They filmed it during the day, but they blacked out the light, the the windows. Mm Mm-hmm. And that scene where they, they're trying to get Sally's finger to bleed, Gunnar Hansen's got like a pump on the knife, like a blood pump, and it's not going. So they filmed it so many times that he took the tape off the knife and cut her finger for real. Mm-hmm. And then I I don't know if it's all one take. I tried to watch it specifically. But then you got this dude just sucking on her finger 
maybe with real blood coming out. Yeah. Like, and you that's... know she's already dirty because it's a dirty movie. So let me put this lady's finger in my mouth. Mm. Also, it's bleeding. Yeah, that's gross. That's, yeah, that's just not, that's nasty. And then I'll like, also, it's like in a, in like a just movie etiquette of being an actor, it's like you just hurt the other person and she's <laughs> acting like you hurt her, but nobody believes it because that's what the scene calls for. It's <laughs> very much exorcist of like, uh, Reagan getting flopped around on, on her bed and her back is really hurt, but nobody's believing. And like firing a real gun. Next yeah, to... <laughs> on set. We, we yeah. should have had William, William freaking weekend in here. To <laughs> the freaking weekend. Shoot some William. guns off in this house. That, he like, he could have just only made it better on a movie that's already at 10. Yeah. And then Sally does get away because she's able to like get, get free of her bonds after getting smacked in the head with the hammer. And the door is messed up. There's no door, but she still is like window, window. This just... is such like one of my least favorite tropes in horror is somebody f- just fully jumping out of a window. And the first time I watched this, I'm like, they did it twice. <laughs> like they do it twice in the span of 15 minutes. Yeah. She's jumping off second story windows. She's jumping out of first story windows. Yeah. And it's not safety glass. It's shards of glass. <laughs> like she's going to be cut up. She she could kill. She could die going through a window. But she just gets up and brushes it off. And she runs to the street. And then you have that great scene of pretty lady Leatherface chasing her down the driveway. Well, you got the, the hitchhiker behind her, too. Yeah. Like uh, just almost playing cat and mouse because this dude could catch her. Yeah, but it's just like that. He's fucking with her. Yeah, and then she she waves down down a truck after it hits the hitchhiker. Hitchhiker does get splattered and killed on the road. And then <laughs> the dude gets out of the truck and is like, "Oh shit, nope." Just yeah. get, well, then they run through in. the car to get out of the car. The like, truck. Just, just drive. drive. Just drive. Just drive away. Even also, he's not gonna. He can't the, go through that door. The trucker is a cross between Claudio Sanchez from. Uh, Coheed and Cambria. Coheed and Cambria and Hurley from Lost. <laughs> but just look on his face when he sees Leatherface. Like oh, you, hell, yeah. You hear him go, like, oh, shit. Like, you but, know that he grabs a wrench, though, and just fastballs it. Yeah. Just, just fastballs it into Leatherface's Leatherface <laughs> and knocks him down. And seeing the chainsaw go into Leatherface's leg is like, oh, oh, no. Well, and I read that they put a metal plate on his leg and put some meat on top of that to cut through. Was it, did they, they use a real chainsaw on his leg? I th- I think so. That's so dangerous. So bizarre. Like, yeah. But I guess that was the time. It looked good. Yeah, it, looked it looks good. looks real. And just that that shot of pretty pretty woman Leatherface coming down the driveway. And it's, I don't even know if it's like, that's the cover of the DVD version that I watched, the Blu-ray 40th anniversary edition, and it's in black and white, I think. But that's the shot that's like so iconic Mm -hmm. of just him running with that chainsaw in a suit, but also wearing somebody's face. Yeah. He wanted to dress up for dinner. Yeah. And he's, and the face is all made up. And then Sally finally gets it, gets away. She hops in somebody's truck and they drive away. Um, the truck driver is still, is still running somehow. Like, yeah, we, like we, I, we don't ever know what happens to him. He's just, I don't think he could get very far because he is Claudio from Cohen and Cambria and Hurley from Lost. <laughs> yeah. so he, I think he got maybe half a mile down the road. He's like, 
No, nah, I guess just chainsaw me, daddy. Like, I guess we're, I guess we're good. This because is it for me. All Leatherface is doing is just like scratching up the door. It's not like he went through the window. <laughs> just go. Just, just go. Well, you know, it's a clutch. He popped the clutch. He has to like grind it. You, know. you know how it is. Um, and then she, they just drive off in the back of the truck and she is appeared to be nuts and relieved. And it's a, like a, scream and a laugh and a cry and all that just soaked in blood and then uh leatherface does another iconic shot of him just freaking out having a tantrum spinning that chainsaw that has been replicated by people at conventions wrestlers with title belts just great scene and that's how the movie ends and stephanie watched it with me she's like that's it that's how it ends i go yep and she's like oh okay and it, yeah, that it could be just you, we've seen so many movies since then that may have borrowed heavily from that. That this how that because I watched it twice and both times I was like, "Huh, it just cuts." Like there's no like you crumb bum, you let him go. Like it just <laughs> cuts, you know. It just let Leatherface does his dance and we we out. Yeah, and I. I think it's uh, one of the uh, you could if somebody said this is the top or top five like best horror movie or scariest horror movie I couldn't tell you no and yeah and that's how I feel like the Texas Massacre has had so many bad sequels oh yeah that, that people forget that the original is so good and I know you enjoyed the most recent one that was on Netflix. I thought it was I, I, I thought it was enjoyable, but I thought it was pretty mm-hmm. bad. And I think the more they do with like bad Leatherface movies, the more you forget how just great and original the first one is. It's, and, and the people kind of lump that, that in with all of them. They think it's really schlocky. This is just a well shot artsy movie that's got great sound design. It's got just a great art style. It definitely feels like Dawn of the Dead. It feels very 70s. Mm-hmm. It, if you put that on, you can go, this, this, this was the 70s. There, there's no doubt what time period it's in. It has a very distinct style, the hot, sweaty Texas style. You've got a great killer. And it, it, it's it's such a shame that it doesn't get more respect as a franchise. And I don't, I don't know if it's one of those where it was so early that it, it was too early or if it's too gritty it's not like you know maybe your mom has seen halloween or my mom mm-hmm. has seen halloween but it's also maybe tcm is too gritty for for your mom to see it you know it, it, it's really the the middle child of psycho and halloween you had psycho come out before in the 60s mm-hmm. where alfred, alfred hitchcock is a genius i don't think i'm saying anything new there where Psycho was like, who? <laughs> who that? <laughs> but you had Psycho come out that people loved. Then you had Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but you also had like The Exorcist coming out around this time. You had Jaws coming out a year later. So it kind of got lost in the shuffle, especially in 78 when Halloween came out. It's like, oh, well, we don't, we have a new boogeyman who we're afraid of now. Well, and there's a, another horror movie podcast that I enjoy that's definitely not as good as this one, but it's called Absolutely The Ev- not. Evolution of Horror. But that guy, Mike Munzer, he's from uh, from England, but 
he would also not really classify this as a slasher, but more of folk horror. Do you, is this a slasher to you? I think it, if you're not going to classify it as a slasher, I think it's still a slasher at its at its core. You've got the teenagers, you've got the killer, you've got the mask. I, I think it's a slasher. If you don't classify it as a slasher, I think it would be more considered psychological horror. I, I wouldn't go with like folk horror. I, I would go more, go more psychological horror if we're not yeah. calling it a slasher. Do you think this is like as close to like an exploitation film without being that? No, I, I don't. I don't feel that way. I feel like it didn't go far enough into the into what we would expect from exploitation. There's there's a lot of parts of this movie where, and this is a messed up thought to to say and have, but it's also like if this movie just went a little bit farther, the next thing they would do besides eat or kill this lady would be to rape her. Yeah, because even at one point she offers her stuff up. She's like, "I'll do anything you want." Mm-hmm. And I do respect the movie for not going there. Um, anytime a movie kind of in anytime rape a movie, is not, not a fun thought. Like it's killing not a is fun, one thing, you know. Yeah, like, like even in a movie like Revenge, where it's that's the sexual assault of the main character drives the movie. It's still unpleasant to see. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of movies around this time. Last, uh, I almost said last podcast on the left. I like that. <laughs> last house on the left. Um, I spit on your grave. Mm-hmm. All these movies are like rape revenge films. So for Texas and the Massacre to kind of restrain and they're like, they're just cannibals who want to kill. Yeah. I, I respect that more because once you bring in sexual assault elements, it, then You're, it's too real for a lot of people. It's it's too it's not real. Fun. Killing is somehow excusable. It's too real, and at times it's not. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily done back then for shock value. Now it's just all shock value. Yeah, like I watched the sadness, which is a Taiwanese zombie movie, mm-hmm. and it's just all about sexual assault, and it's like. After a while, like the kills are very gr- gruesome, but at, but when you're watching a hundred minutes of the same stuff, you're like, yeah, this is not as shocking anymore. This yeah. feels more ex- expletive. Or but also like avoided. in this, well, like a great testament to this film uh, is how it's shot, how it feels, and how this family acts. That if 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 I just cut the movie and said, and then they raped her, nobody would be like, no, they didn't. <laughs> where it was yeah. like it's that's so messed up that yeah. you can believe it but they don't do that yeah and i and like i'm, I'm glad they don't i i think yeah. that yeah. as weird as it sounds like i think that type of horror definitely has its place in the horror genre yeah to me it's not fun it's like yeah, not it's enjoyable not. you know like one movie and this will come up again but there's that scene in devil's rejects where yeah. they're in, like, in the hotel room and it's like i hate this I really hate this, and you're and you're supposed to hate it, but it's it's almost so much that that that's hard to come back from the rest of the movie. Yeah. Well, uh, let me let me hit some of these notes and stuff. Okay. Uh, to to lighten our mood here on the TCM, <laughs> real heavy. Yeah. Uh, the film. Uh, the the intentional misinformation of uh, the film you're about to see is true was a response to being lied to by the government about things that were going on all over the world, including Watergate. The 1973 oil crisis and the massacre and atrocities 
in in the Vietnam War, the lack of sentimentality and the brutality of things that Hooper noticed while watching local news whose graphic coverage was epitomized by showing brains spilled all over the road uh, led to his belief that man was the real monster here just wearing a different mask. So I put a literal mask on the monster in my film. The idea of using a chainsaw, chainsaw as the uh, murder weapon came to Hooper while he was uh, in a hardware section at a busy store contemplating how uh, to speed out of the way of the crowd. So he saw chainsaws and he's like, that would work. <laughs> it would. Uh, so they, they shot 16 hour days, seven days a week. And I think the overall sh- shooting lasted a month. What it like a, that sounds terrible, but in the big screen, like we're talking about this movie almost 50 years later. And you're mm-hmm. like, uh, just what it like a small moment in history to carry out throughout the rest of history, you know, like one month out of 50 years yeah and and, and we're going to talk about it uh the temperatures peaked at 110 degrees uh gunner hansen later recalled it was 95 100 degrees every day during filming they would uh wa- they wouldn't wash my costume because they were worried the laundry would lose it or it would change color so they didn't have enough money for a second costume so i wore that mask 12 to 16 hours a day seven days a week for a month Ugh, really seals in the flavor that smells worse than Leatherface's gooch. <laughs> like that's got to be a new saying. <laughs> and we can also talk about the appearance of Leatherface too. I guess this would be a good point to do it. But like in the movie, we have three distinct masks. And if you don't, if you're not aware of it, maybe you you, you don't pick up on it really. Because like even in the kitchen one where he's wearing like the grandma mask, that's kind of a quick. Yeah, he's he's cooking. He's wearing this old lady's <laughs> mask. And then the other, he's got like the quintessential leather face mask. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, he's got the pretty woman uh, mask. And that's my favorite look of leather faces in that suit. Mm-hmm. And see, I'm more uh, I'm more a fan of the um, of just the classic leather face mm-hmm. apron. Um, that's my leather face. But pretty woman like I've, I've got. Funko Pops behind me. I've got the regular and I've got the pretty woman as well. But I think I, I think pretty woman might I don't think it's as, as famous as regular Leatherface, but I think it is definitely just a, a, a smidge below. I also just like that they got bones and shit laying all over the house, and then Leatherface somehow owns a tie. <laughs> like and knows how to tie it. Yeah, apparently or it was a clip on uh, <laughs> Toby Hooper also said before I came up with the chainsaw, the story had trolls under a bridge. What a different movie this would have been, Gavin. Uh, we changed that to, to the character who eventually became Leatherface. The idea actually came from a doctor I knew. I remember that he once told me a story about how when he was in pre-med, a pre-med student, the class was studying cadavers. And he went into the morgue and skinned a cadaver at, uh, and made a mask for a, for Halloween. We decided Leatherface would have a different human skin mask to fit each of his moods. Hmm. That's a fun fact. I did not know that uh, a doctor could just cut a face off a cadaver. I, I guess it's if it's for science or Halloween. I'm all <laughs> for it. Uh, filming that scene was the worst time of my life, and I had uh, and I had been in Vietnam with people trying to kill me. So I guess that shows how bad it was. And that's Edwin Neal, the hitchhiker, uh, talking about the uh, dinner party scene. 
Jesus. I I, just watching it, just the assault on the senses. And I don't know. I don't know if I could yell for that long being that hot, just screaming. I did a, this is completely on a different scale. Me and my friends back in 2004, we, we were like 17. We made, uh, Friday the 13th fan film. It's called Jason's Massacre. You you, you can find it on YouTube. Um, I didn't and, know this about you, Gavin. Yeah, yeah. So we we made a Friday the 13th fan film, and my sister's in it. And there's a scene where she like screams for a long time, and it was a lot. And we only shot that over one night, mm-hmm. but but she like screamed, and by the end of it, she's like, I can't scream anymore. Like I, I can't do this. And I was yeah. like 17, she was like 15. So yeah, just to scream that long for like because that dinner party day was like a thirty, like like a, a twenty seven hour day or something like that. Mm-hmm. You you would just scream your voice raw, like there's you would have nothing after it. Yeah, and and that's just like day one of mm-hmm. thirty. Yeah, no. too much. Uh, Toby Hooper said I gave up uh, eating meat while t- making that film. In a way, I thought the heart of the film was about meat. It's about the chain of life and killing sentient beings. And that and it, it has uh, cannibalism in it, although you have to come to that conclusion by yourself because it's only implied. Uh, Guillermo del Toro also gave up uh, eating meat after that movie. I um, actually eat more meat. Yeah, I, I was I had a big plate of ribs in front of me. I was eating a hot dog, actually, while yeah, like this is really good. Frank was onto something with the yeah. sausage. Sally. Uh Toby Hooper allowed Gunnar Hansen to develop Leatherface as he saw fit. He uh, he considered Leatherface, uh, quote, mentally retarded uh, and never learned to talk properly. So that's where he would uh, he visited some of the, the insane asylums. He learned the gibberish. Um, so that was part of the performance and, and the commentaries like they put three inch like um lifts on my shoes so i was falling all over the place like he almost <laughs> cut himself in the in the woods because he fell and like just having a chainsaw land on you yeah that's every movie we talk about during this period just sounds like the most dangerous set to be on yeah and then like it's, it's it was a couple things away from being on curse the curse film series yeah like, pretty much yeah i mean filmmaking as we learned from curse films on shutter was pretty much just the wild west until a literal helicopter got dropped on some kids. Yeah. Well, then most recently, just Alec Baldwin shooting a person. Yeah. With blanks, which just happened a couple yeah. of times on movies. So just, oh, it's just, yeah. Uh, overall, going back and re- revisiting this, I really like this movie a lot more than I thought I was <laughs> going to. I, I, I remember liking it, but being able to appreciate it more as I as an adult. It's just a great movie and it definitely holds up and really holds its place in like the horror hall of fame. Yeah. Well, entertainment weekly voted. This is the second scariest film ever made behind the exorcist. So before we talk about it, Gavin, I didn't ask you last week uh, with Dawn of the dead is Dawn of the dead to you, a scary movie. And would you say is one of the scariest movies? I think it's a scary movie. I don't think it's one of the scariest though. I, I I agree. Yeah, I think but, it's more. I I think it's scary, but I also think it's really fun. I, I think all and all that it's very fun. I mean, there's a pie fight. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre, would you say it's uh, in the in the top ten, top five of scariest movies ever? Top ten, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
we got we got to talk about kills. Well, I know we already touched it, but we didn't say officially. What are what are your favorite kills? Favorite kill, probably Franklin, because he comes okay. out of nowhere. It's just kind of is like, what's it over there? And then he's just yeah. ch- chainsaw, and he had it coming. He's yeah. a very sad character, but he's also very annoying. So I feel like he's more annoying than sad. So carving him up was a okay. Mine is Kirk. Just bam hits the ground. Which in- and and also that was uh, my oh shit moment. Those those two moments of Kirk getting it, and then also her uh, running out of the house and getting grabbed. Like you're like oh. She almost I, got away. Those were my oh shit moments. I think my oh shit moment is Jerry investigating the house and then just Pam popping out of the freezer because mm-hmm. you're like, oh shit, what? Is she alive? Is she dead? Yeah. What? Is she going to freeze to death? What, what's going on? Well, if grandpa can be alive, she's alive for sure. Yeah, she is definitely alive. So um, yeah. If you enjoy Texas, if you enjoy Texas Chainsaw Massacre, what movies would you recommend? Well, I think, uh, I, you would have to say the 2003 remake. I think it was 2003. I the, like that remake a lot. I think it's really good. And I think if somebody said that one is better than this, I could say, okay, they're different. I, I, There's different qualities to both. But I I mean, I, I would rewatch better. 2003 before this one. This one yeah. is, this is not a movie that you just throw on, at least for me. <laughs> That's background, background noise. Yeah, this is. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but the, the 2003 remake for sure. Yeah, I like 2003 a lot. Um, X that came out this year. I haven't seen it, but I heard it. Heard X about is it. so good. It is Ty West, what he does with this film. Um, it, it's an A24 movie. It's just called X, the letter X. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Texas Chainsaw Massacre for a new generation. It's not so much the, the, the story of it, but the way it's shot. Very hot, sweaty, gross. A lot sexier, though. The movie is a lot sexier. I'm in. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you like titties, it has them in pairs. Oh, so. shit. <laughs> That's my oh shit moment. For this <laughs> so X is definitely one I'd recommend. Um, I think also probably like, I mean, if you want to go into that 70s exploitation style, like Last House on the Left. I've not seen that, and I just I heard there was just it's not it's not like a movie that you leave feeling okay or you feel bad feeling not dirty, and that's why I've not watched it. Yeah, I I will eventually. Yeah, I would say uh, Hills Have Eyes, the original. That's That's another one that I haven't seen. That that's okay. So, but yeah, Um, and then I for sure we can't not talk about Texas Chainsaw Mask without talking about who Gavin. Uh, I don't know who who who, who am I not talking about? Uh, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. What is Rob Zombie about? Oh, <laughs> just his movies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I did write. Okay, Rob Zombie, Devil's Rejects, especially the Devil's Rejects. House of a Thousand look, Corpses. I even, I, you know, I wouldn't even recommend House of a Thousand Cor- Corpses uh, as much as I would recommend the Devil's Rejects. I would do uh, both. You would but, do, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Otis is wearing a a face, somebody's face for he pop, is. you know, like yeah. And if you if you if you're the kind of person that's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre did didn't go far enough, and you want to go farther, Devil's Rejects is your movie. Yeah, and I, I still have no idea. That movie got two thumbs up by Siskel and Roper. I uh, that's our, I Ethan think the Roper. best Rob Zombie movie is 
the devil's rejects i think it's his best original work i still like the halloween remake mm-hmm. but yeah rob zombie that definitely has that sweaty gross style yeah that, that applies so devil's rejects for sure and it's like it's got it's got chop top in it so i don't know what else you want yeah yeah so, he's yeah. not playing chop top of course but yeah. uh and maybe text tcm2 just know that it's not the, it's not going to be like the first one uh and it's yeah it's a completely different movie from the first we, we should do Chainsaw massacre once we get get through these first episodes and kind of go we should talk about sequels that had like a drastic departure from yeah. like from, from like the previous because technically on massacre 2 is a huge weird departure yeah like a huge departure but yeah i think x devil's rejects tcm 2003 i think if you enjoyed tcm 74 mm-hmm. you will enjoy all of those and i could say you know halloween i th- i think for franchises Halloween may be one of the ones where there's a a couple of duds in there. Like maybe people would say Halloween is not the best franchise, but I think even worse than Halloween, which that's my favorite franchise, by the way, Mm -hmm. is that one. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is maybe the worst franchise. Yeah, because you have a couple good standouts. And then when they're bad, they are bad and they're just not good. Not, not good. And they're still making them. Like I, I yeah. read ready for today. Like Netflix is two ready more. for ready, ready, ready for two more. I, so, li- I liked a new one, but again, I, I just think it's fun. Yeah, I mean, they're all like seventy minutes, so it's like this is like a, a long episode of an HBO show. Yeah, this I'm gonna, perfect. I'm gonna waste that time anyway. So, um, I think we've said everything that needs to be said. This is you the know, definitive I, podcast. The, the, this is the definitive podcast. You talked about, you you said some secondhand information from an audio commentary, which is perfect. Interview the real, real people? Absolutely not. Hearsay all the way. And yeah. I, I think, yeah, th- this is it. No more. You are not legally allowed to do a Texas Chainsaw Massacre podcast after hearing this. You're You're not. This is it. We, we did gave it. you all the information. We went to IMDb. <clears throat> I told you a story about when I watched it for the first time, and we had some laughs along the way. Yeah, there was laughs with this movie. How could you not laugh with this brutality? <laughs> so there you go. Well, uh, Gavin, uh, this has been this has been it. Yeah, we are we're done. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and and never forget, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Brain. <laughs> They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. 